as a business owner, I feel so fortunate to have a business partner who happens to be my husband, who is also a professional mathematician. He loves all things, numbers, spreadsheets, accounting, and investing. And my husband is a paid employee of my company. His job is to manage the money side of my business. I am extremely grateful for his skills because the work that he does frees me up to focus on the things that I do best, the writing part of the business, the project management part of my business. Now, I realize that not everyone has an accountant in their back pocket and that for writers, number crunching can feel like a very foreign and often a scary thing, which is why I invited Vanessa Butler to join us today on the podcast. Vanessa owns a virtual bookkeeping firm, and she is going to help us clarify the importance of accounting for the success of our business. So welcome, friend, to the Professional Writer Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Christensen, and I am here to help you confidently plan, launch, and grow your writing-related business. And whether you're an emerging or an established writer looking for practical tips to help you develop and sustain forward momentum, or you enjoy candid conversations with business professionals, you are going to get all that here on the Professional Writer Podcast. You'll find the show notes and a link to join our private Facebook community at bloggingbistro.com forward slash podcast. Today's topic, the importance of bookkeeping and accounting for owners of writing-related businesses. And we have with us Vanessa Butler. Hi, Vanessa. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I am so glad to have you to talk about this extremely sexy topic with us today. <laughs> uh, as I mentioned, Vanessa, she's going to tell us a little bit about herself in a minute, but just a little brief introduction to her. She owns a virtual bookkeeping firm that offers CFO level accounting services. She's also a wife and a mom, so she understands the value of time. And her goal as a business owner is to provide us with quality, trustworthy service that allows us to invest more of our time on the things that we enjoy, which is what I was just mentioning when I talked about my husband being my business manager. Vanessa, I love your tagline on your website. It says, take back your time to increase your bottom line. Yes. It even rhymes. Yes. Rhymes. <laughs> I love it. And Vanessa is also a QuickBooks Pro Advisor Certified Professional. Tell us a little bit about you and what prompted you to start your business? Before I start, I wanted to mention that my husband is actually the writer of my business, our business. <laughs> so it's pretty cool that you mentioned that. But helping people has always been a passion of mine. As a child, I always wanted to be in the healthcare industry. I wanted to be a doctor, actually. When I entered college, that's what I pursued. I majored in biochemistry. And I just continued along that path. About halfway through school, uh, my college career, I realized that maybe being a doctor wasn't God's calling for my life. Mm -hmm. I began to love all the prerequisite math classes that, that I had to take to be able to fulfill becoming a doctor. I switched gears, actually, midway through and decided to major in accounting. Along with that, I chose to dive deep into my personal finances and budgeting. I also helped friends and family out with their personal finances and budgeting as well. In 2018, I became pregnant with our now two-year-old son, 
And I realized that I didn't want to be working for anybody else after he got here. I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. And of course, with that comes bringing money into the household. So my husband, he was pursuing his dream, moving toward publishing his own book. And seeing how passionate he was about pursuing that inspired me to create my own opportunities and leverage my own skill set and my own passion to start Butler Bookkeeping Services. That is so cool, Vanessa. So you've got a writer in the family, too. You understand what that's like from the opposite perspective of being the spouse of the the writer. And I love that you said early on that you switched your major from biochemistry to accounting. A lot of us would go, whoa, that's a really big switch. But actually, it's not because like you said, you had to take some, it sounds like you had to take some math-related classes in the pre-med track. Yes. That kind of made an easy transition into switching over to an accounting major instead. That happens so often to so many of us where we major in one thing and then we switch our major partway through two, three, four, maybe more times. (laughs) Or we get a degree in something, even an advanced degree, and then we end up doing something completely different with our career than what our college degree was. So good for you for figuring that early on, (laughs) making (laughs) making the switch into accounting. When did you actually start your bookkeeping business? And what were some of the things that you did to help you prepare to launch your business? I started my business when my son was two months old. I was determined not to go back to work from maternity leave. So that's Mm -hmm. when I started it. I got the LLC done. I got my website together, my Facebook page, you know, everything that comes with starting a business. I actually kept a lot of my books from school. I have a mentor as well uh, who helps me with questions and things like that. I, I have, she's a CPA. I have her help and I have help from my books mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that I've kept over the, over the time of me being in college and I just went for it. I love the fact that you have a mentor who's a CPA. How did you hook up with that person? Searching on Facebook one night, I was, you know, I was just having a conversation with my husband telling him that I really wanted to do bookkeeping. It's something that I've always thought of doing. I love data entry, love numbers. And I was scrolling through Facebook and an ad actually popped up. Her target was stay-at-home moms. And I said, wait a second, (laughs) that's me. I don't want to go back to work. I I clicked on it and it was how to become a virtual bookkeeper with being a stay-at-home mom. And I, I went for it and it was the best thing that's happened. Do you do like a group mentoring or do you do one-on-one with this person? We do mm-hmm. group mentoring. Um, I'm at the position now where I'm a student mentor in the group. So I'm also helping oh. others. I get advice from her and questions answered from her that I'm iffy on, but I also help everyone in the group that are newcomers and also have questions. So you're already giving back. That's fantastic. Oh yeah, definitely. So to kind of recap a couple of the things that you said in terms of what you did to get your business up and running, you got your LLC, which for those of you that are listening that aren't sure what LLC stands for. I believe it's limited liability company or limited liability corporation. My business is also an LLC. And I don't know that we're going to go into talking about LLC versus sole proprietorship today, but that is something for those of you that are looking into getting a business license and trying to figure out which direction you should go. You definitely want to investigate the differences in your state, province, or 
country, wherever you happen to live in the world, between an LLC and a sole proprietorship for your writing-related business and see which one of those would be the best fit for you. Then you got your website up, you got a Facebook page going, you figured out your expenses, you got a mentor, you launched the business. So tell us a little bit about your business, Vanessa, and the types of services that you offer. We own a virtual bookkeeping firm, so can work with anybody in the U.S., And the services that we offer are what we call a diagnostic or an assessment of your business's current financial situation. Uh, We provide tips to improve and make your processes more efficient. If, say, if you're not ready to hire on a full-time bookkeeper, we can help with getting things set up for you to make sure you're on the right track. We offer monthly financial reports, which is very important for your business. Invoicing and bill pay, which in the accounting world, it's called accounts receivable and accounts payable. (laughs) And then also budgeting and many other services such as CFO services. Let's say that you get together with somebody who is writing a book, an author or a pre-published author, somebody like your husband. What would a diagnostic of like a sole proprietorship business situation involve for you? What sorts of things would you look for or talk about? So we would go over the income that you have coming in, just Mm -hmm. all the different things that you've got working for your business to to generate income as well as expenses going out. We would look at and see if you have an accounting software, if you're using a spreadsheet what you're using and how we can improve your processes and make things a little better for you, give you tips on how to categorize different items in your business. Let's talk a little bit about invoicing. People like me who own a coaching and or consulting business, I am sending out invoices to clients, or I should say my business manager is sending (laughs) out invoices to clients on a regular basis. Do you have any tips or suggestions for if we are handling our own invoicing, what would be your recommendations? So my recommendation for invoicing is definitely use a software to do it. I don't suggest doing it manually on your own. Um, Certain software, such as QuickBooks Online, for instance, they have a deal where you're able to create an invoice, send it. You're also able to send reminders so that the person who needs to remit payment, hey, here's a reminder. And sometimes it gets a little awkward having to remind people to pay you. So it's really nice. And then also having this software allows you don't have to personally collect payment from them and then deposit it in your bank account and such like that. Mm -hmm. It just automatically goes into your bank account, into the accounting software. You don't even have to think about it. With QuickBooks Online, for instance, you send an invoice, it sends via email, and they Mm -hmm. can just click a pay now button, pay it online, and you receive your funds, everything's good, there's no extra work that needs to be done on either side. We've been talking about handling your own invoicing. Can you tell us a little bit more, Vanessa, about the importance of having some accounting software? Because I realized that accounting software can be used for much more than invoicing. A lot of times in my line of work, I see the evidence of what I call just get it done accounting. Usually business owners are using Excel spreadsheet, a Google sheet, 
numbers or, you know, something similar to that. Sometimes even pen and paper to write their, track their businesses' income and expenses. It's great that these businesses are tracking at all because some don't. So those who are tracking, that's great. But as we know, efficiency is a key to success and it's important Mm -hmm. to use the right tools for the job. QuickBooks Online, as I've mentioned before, which I counsel my clients to adopt early on, takes a lot of the administrative work out of things. Um, It automatically pulls in incoming and outgoing transactions, saving you time from having to manually enter or write down each value yourself and possibly miss something. That would be a really amazing piece of software to have. One of the things that we're talking about during this business builder series here on the Professional Writer Podcast is the fact that as business owners, we do need to invest in tools, in programs, in mentors, in people to build our websites, in a whole variety of different sorts of product services and programs to help us do business more efficiently. As you're saying, efficiency is the key to success and it's important to have the right tools. And so having a piece of accounting software such as QuickBooks would be an important tool to help us run the business side of our business. Let's talk a little bit about bank accounts for a minute. I'm kind of switching gears on you here a little bit, Vanessa, but a lot of the writers that I talk with attempt to run the money side of their business from their personal bank account. Now, I personally don't think that that's the best idea. I believe that you should have a dedicated business bank account. Could you address that, please? Mixing business and pleasure is a headache waiting to happen. And on the accounting side of things, it adds hours of additional work for yourself or your bookkeeping professional. Having clear lines of separation between what's business or what's personal is as simple as, like you said, opening a business bank account and ensuring all business-related incoming and outgoing transactions are from that account only. If you're one of the lucky ones to get popped for an audit by the IRS, Mm. having your income and expenses in one spot will save you both time and a good deal of money. It is very important to get that set up immediately, especially if you already have prospective clients coming in. The reason why I specify business bank account rather than just a separate bank account is because when you go to the bank, they're going to ask you for all of your LLC documents. And if you have a DBA, all of those documents, and it takes a little bit longer to get your business bank account set up. The reporting is also different on a business bank account, whereas you get your bank statements on a monthly basis. So the first day of the month to the last day versus if you go to get just a personal bank account, it's the day that you open up the account to Uh, 30 days and it, it messes with reporting and really seeing where your business is every month. It seems like that would be helpful when it comes time to file your taxes as well. Most definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Keep things separate, make things a little bit easier for both your personal life and your business life. And don't let the two get married. (laughs) Yes, yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. How about receipts? We're always spending money on this and that thing to build our business. In fact, just yesterday, I renewed one of my online subscriptions to a tool that I use every day to help me build my business. And they emailed me the receipt. 
Do you have some suggestions for how we can go about storing our receipts or is there an online place we can do that? Do we do that through you if we were to work with you? What tips do you have regarding receipts? In a perfect world, we all hang on to our receipts and we put them in a nice accordion folder, get ready for tax time. But we are human and we all make mistakes sometimes. Sometimes we forget to hold on to those receipts and we're forced to use our personal card because we left business one at home Uh, or we throw our receipts away and don't even think twice about it. So going back to QuickBooks Online, they have a really handy tool called the Receipt Upload tool, receipt capture tool. And this tool allows you, as soon as you make a purchase, just snap a picture of it. It uploads to the cloud and it's stored in there for life. When your transactions come through your bank account through the software, the amounts match, the receipts there, and you're good to go. It is definitely important to hold on to those receipts. Like I said, in the case of an audit, it's easier to just hand your auditor your receipts. And then also... On the other side of that, of receiving emailed receipts, I suggest creating a folder in Mm -hmm. your email to put all of your receipts there so that if you did need them, you can just print them off or just, I mean, even forward them to whoever needs them. For our clients, we have a perpetual data room that we store all of our clients' information in. That's what we use to help our clients keep track of their receipts. Did you say perpetual data room? Yes. I like that. (laughs) I'm going into the perpetual data room. (laughs) It sounds like it could be in a horror novel. (laughs) At least for writers, (laughs) for non-math people, the perpetual data room where you will be tortured unless you provide all your receipts. (laughs) You also have some tips to share about financial reports and budgeting. These are probably the two most important things in your business. We as business owners should once a month take a look at our financial reports and also create a monthly budget. Two important financial reports you want to take a look at are the profit and loss and the balance sheet. The former shows all income resources from, say, book sales, course creation, coaching, and the like, as well as expenses related to your line of work. And the latter shows a detailed look at all of your assets and liabilities, both current and long-term. We can't get to where we really need to go without having a baseline. And these two documents, these two very important documents, help us establish that baseline and set the stage for goals in your business. And also sometimes a slap in the face when we realize we need to Mm -hmm. dial things back in. You mentioned to take a look at these reports once a month. Yes. What would be the system that we would use for keeping track of profits and losses and the balance sheet? Is there just a simple spreadsheet or something that we can use? Is that in QuickBooks as well? Is that a service that you provide? What are some of our options? We do provide uh, monthly financial reports. What we would do in the software is once your bank transactions come through, we would categorize them. So say to advertising and marketing, or if you paid a subcontractor there, office expenses, things like that. So throughout the entire month, we go ahead and categorize things to where they need to be. At the beginning of the following month, your bank statement is released to you just like it is every month. So what we go in and we do what we call reconcile your bank account. So we match all transactions that came through the bank 
feed on QuickBooks to your bank statement and make sure everything is there. Once that's good to go, there's a report that you can run. These two reports that you can run in QuickBooks Online, your profit and loss in your balance sheet, and it's just accumulation, an accumulation of the entire month, what you've received, what you've spent, and a total positive or negative, and so you can really see where you're at. Budgeting, I know, is another super, super important consideration for any business owner. How can a writer go about creating a realistic monthly budget? Using the aforementioned tools such as QuickBooks Online and gathering your financial reports, you want to gather about a good three to four months worth of data for you to work off of for your budgets. Uh, You know, your income fluctuates. You want to kind of get an average of three to four months, and that's where you want to at least start for budgeting. And then also, of course, your expenses too. That's going to go up and down. You might buy something for advertising for your business one month, but then not spend as much the next month or hardly anything. So gathering three to four months worth of data is definitely important to creating a solid foundation for your budget. And it's very an important part of owning and running a profitable business. The more disciplined you are, the more profitable you can be in your business. And more importantly, the less stress you'll invite into your life because you'll know this is the projected goal for this month. I'm going to do my best to stay within this range so that when that profit and loss report comes at the end of the month, you're not like, oh no, like (laughs) I'm in the negative. How did that happen? You already know why and, you know, what you'll need to do moving forward to fix that. Kind of take the pulse of your business, a three to four month overlook Mm -hmm. at your income and your expenses and use that to help you create your budget. Do you advise that we create a monthly budget? I suggest monthly That's what I do for my personal life as well as my business and my clients is monthly. Having a good monthly overview is great, but you don't just want to create the budget and then forget about it. You do want to look at it daily or (laughs) weekly. (laughs) That's the scary part. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, that is the scary part. You mean I can't just set it and forget it? I have to look at it? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And that's, you know, that's an issue that some of uh, my clients have run into, you know, Mm -hmm. we create a budget and like, okay, you know, week one's down. We've got these transactions in here. You overspent oh, um, wait, I, I was supposed to look at that every week, every day? Yes. <laughs> it's very important to create it on a monthly basis for the entire month, but make sure that you're tracking things weekly and making sure that you're within your budget so you don't go over and you're mad at yourself the next month because yeah. <laughs> you forgot. <laughs> I'm listening carefully. So we set a monthly budget. We look at it. <laughs> we track it weekly so that we make sure that we are functioning within our budget, which is again, how we become successful in terms of monetary, more income coming in than income going Going out. out. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any other tips that you would like to offer our listener? 
ideally you want to go into your accounting software once per day and like I said before, move all transactions to their respective categories. You want to make sure that you're on top of this because at the end of every month, if you are a person who has 200 transactions throughout the entire month, realistically, mm -hmm. are you really going to go back through the entire month? No, you're probably going to be like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. This, this is a lot. I'm going to do it tomorrow. So it's important to go in at least once a day. Once a week is even okay as well to just go back and categorize things, make sure you're up to date. And also doing things at the end of the month, sometimes you don't remember what you spent in the beginning of the month. And if you didn't save that receipt, you can't remember what you spent. So for instance, like Target, you can buy a plethora of things there. Okay, what was, what did I buy there? Was that business or personal or how do I categorize this? So it's very important that you go in, you know, on a regular basis. And also, as I, as I mentioned before, on a monthly basis, you want to review your financial reports and create your budget to make sure you're just staying on track and holding yourself accountable to your goals. Most importantly, your goals and where you want to be in your business. Doing these things on a consistent basis will definitely make sure your business is set up for success. Consistently keep up to date on the financial health of your business. And Vanessa, you also have an offer for our listener on 50% off on QuickBooks. So you can get 50% off of your first year on QuickBooks Online. You can pay either monthly or annually. It's up to you. And the website for that is completebusinessgroup.com forward slash butler hyphen bookkeeping hyphen services. And bookkeeping is spelled B-O-O-K-K-E-E-P-I-N-G. <laughs> two O's, two K's, two E's. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you for that. I will put a link to the 50% off the first year of QuickBooks in the show notes over at bloggingbistro.com. And then Vanessa's website, again, where we can go to learn more about her is butler, B-U-T-L-E-R hyphen or dash bookkeeping.com. I want to add another bonus tip. Oh, go ahead. Okay. Another important tip that I have is if you already have a bookkeeper, make sure that you're getting all of the value that you're paying for out of them. A lot mm. of people, when you sign engagement letters and contracts, you're just ready to get the ball rolling. You skim through it. It's good to go. You sign it. I've noticed that some business owners don't utilize every service in there. They don't realize all the services that they're they're paying for. Also, if you don't understand something, make sure you ask. Even though you do have a bookkeeper or or not, you're doing things on your own and you can always reach out to me if you have questions. It's important to know what's going on in your business. You don't just want your bookkeeper to know and them to tell you this is what's going on. You know, you want to be actively within your business and knowing what's going on as well. Yeah. So it's like a partnership kind of. Yes. Yes, definitely. Um, if one of my listeners was thinking about hiring you, Vanessa, to do their accounting or to, to provide some of these services that we've been talking about, do you work a part-time for businesses full-time? How do you go about doing that? And then maybe we could talk a little bit about what would be a typical amount that someone would pay to hire a bookkeeper? Because I really don't I don't know how much that would cost for me to do. 
since I pay my husband to do it, (laughs) I'm not sure how much it would cost for me to hire somebody like you. Can you give us just a a little bit of a glimpse on what it might look like to work with you or with someone who offers similar services to you? My pricing is based upon your current business situation. I don't really provide packages and things like that because every business is different and every business needs different types of services. My services do range from starting at about $350 and can go up to $3,500. It just depends on what is needed in the business, you know, what services are needed, how often I would be working in your books. So say someone who has 20 transactions per month, of course, I wouldn't charge them the same as someone who has 300 or 200 transactions per month in their account. So it just, it all really depends on the business owner. And I like to tailor my services to the business I love doing it that way. And I run my business the same way, Vanessa, where everything is tailored and customized to the particular client that I work with. Because I'll often have people contact me and go, how much does it cost to get a website? And I'm like, well, there's a (laughs) lot of variables there that we need to discuss first. One person may not need the same level of services that another person needs. So I love the fact that you tailor your services directly to what your client needs and have kind of a sliding scale based on the amount of different types of services that you provide for them each month. Well, thank you so much, Vanessa. It was a pleasure having you on the show today. Yes, it's been a pleasure being here. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. And listener, I know that if you're anything like me, you learned a ton from (laughs) Vanessa today. I would love for you to join the discussion over in the Professional Writer Podcast community. That's our private Facebook group for listeners. We are here to support and encourage and challenge and learn with and from one another. You'll find a link to the group in the show notes for this episode at bloggingbistro.com. And you'll also find all the links that Vanessa and I have been talking about today to her website, to the QuickBooks. 50% off. Also in the show notes, you're going to find a link where you can subscribe to the podcast if you are enjoying what you're hearing and you want to make sure that you get notified about every single episode via email. You can subscribe over there or if you've got your phone handy, you can simply text the phrase pro writer, P-R-O-W-R-I-T-E-R to the number 44 222, and then just follow the prompts that come in via the text. When you subscribe, I'll also email you a bonus gift, which is my quick start guide called Essential Resources for Running a Writing Business. Vanessa and I have been talking about a lot of essential resources today. I do not have QuickBooks in my essential (laughs) resources, so I think I might need to add that in there. You can also listen to the podcast via your favorite podcasting app. It is on all of them, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Castbox, iHeartRadio, wherever you go, just open the app, key in the professional writer. And when the show pops up in your app, save it to your favorite so you don't miss an episode. Or you can tell your smart speaker, play the professional writer podcast and it will find the show and begin playing it right then and there. So again, thank you so much for listening today. And I'll talk with you again next time.